This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my Kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're talking about Hawaii's long, I won't say fascination, because it's been around forever, but with feng shui in Hawaii. I want to welcome a dear friend, Alice, back to the program. Alice is an award-winning author. She's an astrologer, life expert who loves to inspire mindful and purpose in others. She's also the founder of Happiness You. And that's an organization devoted to personal transformation that helps companies and individuals reach new heights of awareness. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for calling me. What school you went? (laughs) (laughs) I went, oh, went, I don't know how to say it right. (laughs) I went to a school in Taichung, Taiwan called Morrison Academy. And did it have a mascot? It did. It was a, it was a horse. Really? Yeah. With the horse, it was the Mustangs. The Mustangs. Yes. You were the Mustangs. Yes. Interesting. So I'm going to put But we only had like 24 people in my class, so it's like a small school. <laughs> so did you have a, like an alma mater, a song? No, didn't. you lying because you don't want to sing. No, 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 we didn't. We're, we were that small. 24 people in my high school. Oh, the whole class. Yeah, the class. The so whole school. School maybe it was like under 100, so it was very small. And you knew the people from when you were young, so it was, no, nobody sang. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to do some research and see if you <laughs> folks did have an alma mater. Uh, welcome back to the program. I, I, I want to talk feng shui. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those subjects that a lot of families uh, mm-hmm. practice. Do you practice? Is that the right word, practice yeah, feng shui? Yeah, so it's, yeah, you practice it. I would say, yeah. And it's people, this is the thing. People say, oh, oh, you, you do feng shui. I believe in it. And I'm like, okay, it's not a belief. It's not a religion. It's simply a philosophy. And it, it has to do with how do I live in harmony, right? Just like how nature is in harmony. If the sun is shining, the water is flowing, everything is, is vibrant. How do I create an environment that matches uh, something that is growing? So I think I call it more of a philosophy Interesting. that I do practice. Because I've heard people say, I believe in feng shui. Or... Yeah. Yeah, so it's not a magical thing. It's so, how do I say it? It's like, give you, let me just give you my history on it. I grew up in Taiwan. Uh, feng shui was everywhere, right? So it was just a way. When you did something, you would call the local feng shui master to come and tell you about, you know, positioning and all of that. And so I was familiar with it. I didn't know a lot about it. But when I started getting interested in learning about it and then teaching it and then at training consultants and creating a whole course on it, I realized that there's a lot of uh, myths behind it, a lot of superstitions and a lot of words that have sort of been propagated out in branding and marketing that sort of don't really represent what it is. So I'd love to share more of the or what it really is. You've written many books. And yes. One of them was about feng shui. Yes, it's called Feng Shui Your Life. Yeah. Yes. So you talk in that uh, about inner and outer feng shui. How did you know that? Hey, come on. Wow. It's not my first rodeo. Wow. No, but it's, it's what is it different? What is it So difference? to me, all it is is that, so what most people know about feng shui is like, oh, that's that energy thing or, oh, that's that interior design thing. So really what it is, is it's a way to set up your your environment so that you feel good. Now, you would agree, I think everyone would agree that if you feel good, you do good. You have more energy. So we finance our life with our energy, right? So when you come to work, you're, you're 
leading your team, you know, you're, and then when you go home, you're feeding your dog, your kids, there's, you're giving out energy. So when you are at home, you want that home to support you. You don't want to finance your energy by losing energy when you're at home because we give out so much energy. So what we do in feng shui is really just create an environment where there is balance. And so what does that mean? It simply means that doesn't mean it's clutter free. It just means that what you have is what you use. So we set it up with appealing colors. We might Uh, If you notice, like this room we're in, everything is square, square tables, square, 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 square. When we're in a square room, nothing in nature is square, right? Nothing in nature is is straight. This is all artificially manufactured. So if we were going to create a room that is square to be more comfortable, we put plants and make it round. So we want to have balance. Everything's about balance. So there's as much straight as there are curvatures. So this room that we're in, I'm sorry, podcasters can't see it. It has bad feng shui. It just, it's its a serious room. We come here to work. We don't come here to relax. Can you imagine somebody coming here and cruising? No. But if we had round tables and beanbag chairs and we had plants in the corner, people would come in and be cruising, wouldn't be working. We would yeah. be talking and not doing a podcast. So this is perfect. This yes, is our boardroom. this room. is a work. So, yeah, this okay. is a boardroom. We got I don't know why I brought down the, ba- <laughs> the base in it when I said that. But I, <laughs> this I, is the boardroom. I had the uh, TV voice going on. But no, this, so this is our boardroom, even though it has... Bad feng shui, this is, it no, it, serves so its let's, purpose. Let's get away from good or bad yeah, feng shui. Yeah. Okay. It simply is a room that doesn't have a lot of um, relaxing type of energy in it. Thanks for correcting me because I hear people say, oh, this place has good feng shui. Yeah, it feels great. feels yeah. great. It, and it serves the purpose. You don't want people sleeping in here. You want people being sharp. And so you want to create more sharpness when you want sharp. So the environment shapes the people in the environment. How's this? If you, if I, If you walked into my home and it was dirty, and it was messy, you would be sitting there, let's say you ate a cookie, and it crumbs fell, you just let it fall, because it kind of matches the vibe. But if you came into my home, and it was plush white carpet, everything was exquisite, if you drop crumbs, you would feel like I need to um, clean it up. So what we're doing, and what it is, is just an energy, right? So how you act in a space is going to determine on, determine, is determined by what the space offers you. So we want to create spaces that energetically support what we want to do in life. But how do, how do you determine repositioning your furniture to create a better yeah. environment? Uh, how, and, uh, I know mm-hmm. water is a symbol of, of flow. Of flow. Yeah. So you want fountains or... Uh, okay, so the, okay, so here, 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 here's where we start. Five elements, water, wood, fire, earth and metal. So elements come in water or colors. And so we use these five elements to build an environment that feels good. All we're doing is we're trying to create an environment that supports us rather than drains us. And we do it through positioning. So you say, well, how do you do it? Well, if we put a, when you walk, oh, here's a great one. When you open your door and in Hawaii, it's very small. Sometimes we have really narrow, um, narrow passageways when we enter, it feels squeezy, right? If you open your door and there's a wall here, then that's actually not good feng shui. But if you open your door the other way and you can see a view, that's actually better because it opens us up. So we arrange furniture so that it feels more open, more of a flow. Interesting. So I'm not sure if this is even related to feng shui, but when I was growing up, mom told us, or because grandma told her, Mm -hmm. never face your bed to the door Mm -hmm. or never face your bed with your feet facing the window because they can they can pull you. What does that have to do? I can clear, clear all that up. Okay. Okay. So bed position. Yes. So first of all, to start with that, think about 
I, I haven't been to your office, but I bet in your office you're not facing the corner, you're not facing the wall. You're probably facing the door. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. That is considered a powerful position because anybody else who comes and sits in front of you will have their back to the door. We never want to have our back to the door, right, because we don't know what's going to be behind us. Think about kung fu movies, Italian mafia movies. The head mafia guy sits in the corner of the restaurant and looks towards the door because there's a far distance from the door. So the whole thing about the bed is when you're sleeping, you want to feel safe when you're sleeping, and nobody feels safe if they have their head in a place where they can't see the door. So facing the door is good. What they say in all the superstition that has sort of gotten kind of out of hand is if you're sleeping with your feet and it is in line with the door, that is what they call the coffin position because people carry you out feet first. But It's just in that line of the door, but you definitely do want to place your bed so that you can see the door, but you're not in line with the door. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Because it's a powerful position. So that's where that came from. Same same concept with a window? The window, yeah. So the concept of the window, usually what I hear is that you don't want the window behind your head because it's vulnerable. You want a strong wall behind your head, then nobody can come in Mm -hmm. from behind you. So that's kind of the concept. You want to set yourself up so that you can all see the door because then you feel like you are powerful. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll take you back. There is an architectural book that came out in the early 1900s, 1930s. It's called A Patterned Place or something architects would know. But in there, they have done studies of how people position themselves in homes. And this is an American book that have found that people position, when they position themselves correctly, their lives seem to go better. So earth elements, uh, crystals, wood, water, all of those. All play a part. All play a part in, in feng shui. So what about when somebody says, oh, your fortune is going down the drain because your home doesn't have the proper feng shui. I don't want to say bad. Yes. Uh, so what, what are they meaning by that? So what what there is these templates or like maps of energetic maps of an environment that we can lay over a room or a house or an office. And there's certain areas that relate to different areas of our life, like wealth or relationship or health. And so the idea here is that when people say that, it's because someone has told them that, oh, in your house, the bathroom is in the wealth corner of this map. And so all the money is being flushed down the drain. That's why I don't have money. And so my, um, so first of all, you can, what we call cure that, you close the toilet, right? You close the lid of the toilet. So it's all about energy. So we can do things to cure it. But what, what got me out of doing consultations is people used to blame their bad life on their home. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can use your home to support you. Don't use that excuse that your bathroom is the wrong place. You don't have money. You don't have money because you don't know how to manage your money. You don't have money because you don't know how to save your money. It has not as much to do with your house as it does your mindset. So that's how I got into life coaching because I'm just like, no, use the stars to, you know, you know, I don't look at the moon every day and decide if what I'm going to wear or where I'm going to go, even though I'm an astrologer. I don't look at my house and go, it's messy. That's why my life is screwed up. No, I recognize that I have the ability to create an environment that supports me. And so it's not that, but people will use that all the time. Right. But there are cures that you can hang crystals. You can put um, green in your bathroom to absorb some of that energetic water loss. So there's things we can do to cure it. Some people go over the top. Totally. Right? And I mean, you don't I, want to remodeling your whole home because you no. east west. No. Yeah. North, you don't want to do that. All that stuff. I, I know people who are like, oh, that's it should be on the east side of your home, and I'm like, like why? Why? Yeah. I don't yeah. get that either. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that 3,000 years ago in China, we had the ability to face the sun um, in the in the north because it was cold or face the, the, the mountain in the south because it was hot. So now we don't have that ability. So I'm all about like, hey, everybody enters through that front door. How do we position ourselves so that we feel comfortable in the home? It's spelled F-E-N-G, S-H-U-I, mm-hmm. but we say feng shui. I think the American way to say it is feng shui. Yeah. In Chinese, we say feng shui. So feng means wind, right? And sui means water. So the whole concept is that we can't see the wind, but the wind has an effect on the water, right? So the wind is blow- when the wind is blowing, we see the water move. So feng shui is we can't see the energy, but it affects the inhabitants. And so that's why we want to manage the unseen. So you manage and you flow your chi, the energy. Yeah, that, the energy. Yeah. yeah, it sounds kind of weird, but I, I, what I went through the whole process of it, and I listened to all the hundreds of schools of philosophies, and it comes down to this is what I experienced after working with thousands of people. There's three basic concepts. Number one, minimize your clutter. Doesn't mean throw away your clutter, but minimize your clutter. We are tied to the things in our environment. The older they get, they are. The older we get, the more the more drag they are, and the less you use it, the more it drags our life down. So minimize your clutter, have things you love around you. That's my second one. So it's like if you have a cup that an old coworker gave you that you don't like them anymore, that is going to bring you, like subconsciously, it's going to drain your energy. So you want to make sure that everything you have around you represents who you are today, number two. Number three, pay attention to the pictures on your wall. Mm. Our pictures are moving energy that's pouring in there. So if you're if you're telling me you're a female and you're telling me, oh, I want to I want to have a partner in my life. I have no boyfriend. I have no partner. I want a partner. I go in her house. All she has is a single thing, just single ladies, single woman, salt and pepper shakers are split apart. Her whole environment is not supporting togetherness. So it's almost like, what do you have on your walls? Does it represent your mindset from a long time ago? Does it does it does it uh, does it support you? So you want to make sure that your environment is feeding you things that are relevant to who you are today. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry you took me back to when I was a child when I had Farrah Fawcett poster on my Hey, we'll bring it back. Wall. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, every teenage boy had one. And by the way, um, so get rid of stuff that have bad juju. Yeah, basically. stuff that no yeah. longer resonates with you, but yet you have it around you. How much stuff do you have? And so the inner outer feng shui you were saying was just sort of like, if you can, whenever you clear your closet, you actually let go of things that aren't serving you, you will start to immediately lighten up. Like, think about it. Whenever you make a life change, we start clearing, you get new clothes, you get a new haircut. Like, we, as things change, our environment has to change, but yet sometimes we stay stuck in our environment. doesn't grow with us. Yeah, because I'm sure you were so busy when you were a consultant at Feng Shui because every Hawaii home, mm-hmm. somebody wants something. something. But they wanted magic, and it's not yeah. magic. You know what I'm saying? People, oh, I bought a fountain here. Am I going to get money? Or, oh, I hung a crystal. Oh, my gosh. Is Publishers Clearinghouse going to come and give me that million dollars? It's not like that. It's like you're creating an environment so you can thrive. If you're doing good, you'll go out and do better. You'll be smarter. You'll be able to create more opportunities. So we don't want to think of it like, oh, it's this magic thing. It really is just simply how do we create a space that supports us? That's kind of how I like to look at it. I like that. I like that. Uh... A lot. The definition. Yeah, the yeah. philosophy. We can follow the rules, but we don't have to be like, oh, my God, this is in the wrong position. I, my luck just went out the door. You know, right. we can actually Some people will do that, it. though. Yeah. yeah, people buy into it, and that's what I don't like, the disempowerment aspect of how 
we allow something greater to be greater than us, that something's controlling me. So I know, I know we have some Oprah Winfrey fans in this building as well. And Oprah would always say, if you haven't worn it for two years, get rid of it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it's clutter or mm-hmm. you're not going to use it. And that's kind of the concept of, of re- releasing yeah. and creating yes. positive energy, even in your, in your yeah. closet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really, it's kind of neat to recognize the connection between everything. So a while back, you had me on with this 11-11-11 thing, and I talked about the connection, the synchronicity. Feng Shui is just putting an intention into your home to say, hey, home, four walls, please support me. As a human being, I need curves, I need color, I need this, I need that, I don't need clutter. So you're kind of empowering yourself when you set up your environment to support you. Okay, so before you leave, can you stop by my office? Absolutely. <laughs> let I will me give know you the, how the, my feng shui I'll, is going. I'll put and my I, eyeglasses on. <laughs> and I know the communications team is dying for you to just visit the office. Yes, I will take my yeah, tour. <laughs> they, they, they got good juju in there, I'll tell you that. And I really want to say that sometimes the people are the energy in the room, too. Mm-hmm. And we can actually overcome any bad feng shui with just good attitude and just your own mindset on how you look at things. But, hey, it makes it easier when the environment supports us. Awesome. You are awesome. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Awesome. I'm going to invite you back. Okay. We'll talk all kinds of yes. positive things. I just feel so energized. <laughs> uh, and my chi is flowing. Yes, yes. You're looking yeah. good here. Oh, thank you. So good to see you. You too. Thank you. Mahalo Nui for joining us, folks. Join us next time for another episode of What School You Went? Oh, we hope. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Garner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.